Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Coptic month of Hatur, and as we mentioned last time, that the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God in our life, having the Word of God in our life. And as I mentioned last week, the Gospel of today is actually the same thing as it was last week, except last week was from Luke 8, now we're reading from Matthew 13, and it's the parable about the the sower. And in the parable of the sower, we covered last week that there are four types of ground. We said that the, there was the, the wayside, the rocky ground, the thorny ground, and then the good and fertile ground. And we said last time that these four grounds are a symbol of the symbol of the heart. And or there you could be look at them as stages in the spiritual life. And so the idea that I presented to you last week was that we could use this parable as like a self-diagnosis. And I gave you the idea of the seismograph of your heart and to see how your heart responds to the word of God. When you hear the word of God, does your heart shake or does it uh does it not shake or just flat line? And at the conclusion of last week was that we talked about the wayside only. We only talked about the wayside last week. And and the conclusion was that we need to get out of the wayside. We need to get out of the wayside. And last time I talked about five types of people that are in the wayside. We talked about the atheists. We talked about those who willfully disobeyed the Lord. Like the one that you tell them something, it goes in one ear immediately outside the other. That's all. That's the wayside. It's not a good place for um, people to be. Those who are apathetic, those who don't care for the faith, those are the wayside. Those who are grieved and those who feel God is absent in their life. So the idea was we need to get out of the wayside. But today we're going to talk about the other types. We're going to talk about the rocky ground. We're going to talk about the thorny ground and the, the good ground. I want to start off with an important question. If I were to ask you, how have you grown in the spiritual life? How have you grown in the spiritual life this past year? It's a question for you. How have you grown in the spiritual life this past year? What would you say? What would your, have you grown in your love for God? Have you grown in the knowledge of God? Maybe through spiritual reading, through the Bible reading. Have you grown in your prayer life? Have you grown in the dependency on God? All those things you can ask and say, am I growing? And if the answer to any of those questions is, no, I am not growing, then actually, then maybe that's a good indication that we have rocks or thorns. That we are the rocky or the thorny ground. So I want to first discuss what it means to have rocks or thorns in, in, uh, or to be the rocky ground. The Lord said, He who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet it has no root in himself but endures for only a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So what are the characteristics of the rocky ground? The characteristics of the rocky ground are that immediately they receive the word of joy. When they hear something like about God, they get excited. Yes, we're going to change. We're going to do. But then, and like, so the seismograph of their hearts, you know, moving is healthy, is good. But then, when some like tribulation or trial comes, 
no root because the like the seed could not penetrate into the heart so because there was no root when temptations or difficulty comes gone because there's too many rocks in the way the gospel says when tribulation or persecution arises because of the the word immediately he stumbles so this person's not able to change or this person's not able to advance in their spiritual life So I want to think about what are some rocks that we have in our spiritual life. What are some of the rocks that we have in our spiritual life? They could be bad habits. They could be barriers. What are some of the barriers in our spiritual life that prevent our growth? One example of a big rock. One example of a big rock is the love of money. The love of money is a huge rock that can cause many people to to not hear the word of God. In Matthew 19 it says there's a story about a rich young ruler. I think this story of the rich young ruler this story of the rich young ruler is like is the rocky ground. He was trying to he came to the Lord and asked him, "Good teacher, what good thing shall I do to have eternal life?" So he was hungry to hear a word of God. But then and then the lord said oh you shall not murder and you shall not do the commandments and then actually can very happy he was like oh i'm pretty good and he received it with joy but then when the lord gave him the follow up and said oh okay if that's if you want to be perfect go and sell what you have and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven come and follow me then when the temptation when the self sacrifice came the word of god gone The word of God had no place and he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So here you see how the word of God came to the rich man and he was unable to change and he was unable to accept the word of God because it came to self-sacrifice. He didn't want to self-sacrifice. And so those are the type of rocks that we need to get rid of. I was thinking uh like sometimes we do the same, right? We know like when it comes to self-sacrifice yet we're not able we're not able to 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 change because of we're not able to make the self sacrifice another type of rock a big type of rock is conformity to peer pressure i think this one's a big one and the love of the praise of men i think a good example of this type of rock is actually pontius pilot think about pontius pilot pontius pilot he was a governor of judea who sentenced the lord jesus christ And I think the Pontius Pilate he knew the Lord was innocent, right? He like when the Lord was coming, he knew he was innocent. And even his wife said to him, like don't do anything with this just man because he's righteous. And then even though he heard that and then he investigated and he called in the Lord Jesus Christ and met with him and they had a nice little interview and he said, "Are you the king of the Jews?" And then and then the the Lord told him, "He who hears truth hears my voice." and then Pontius Pilate was like hmm what is truth but you could tell it sort of like started to penetrate a little because after that what he did is he did something kind of cowardly he brought the like the basin and just said i'm going to wash my hands from this innocent and just person she said i'm going to wash it's very cowardly if he's innocent and just why don't you say he's in and then put him like and free him but he said because of the social pressure because of you you know the reputation and his power and he didn't want to lose his power he didn't want to lose his status he said 
Oh, I'll just wash my hands and it's okay. You guys can go. This was a big, big foolishness on the part of Pontius Pilate. So this is a big rock, a big stumbling block. Someone who doesn't want to leave his authority or power. I think the same is true of us. Many times, many big rocks in our lives that we can't move. And unfortunately, sometimes, although they're big rocks, actually, like, I would say they're kind of like unknown. Like the rich man didn't know there was a big rock, right? Like did the rich man know that there was a big rock in his life? He didn't know that he was loving his possession. But until he heard the word of God, then the word of God exposed that there was rocks in his life. So the word of God actually exposes the rocks in, in, in our lives. And then the other idea is that when it came to self-sacrifice, again Pontius Pilate, he said, I don't want to lose my power. So he was also scared, like the rich man, to lose. He thought, I was going to lose. If I give to Jesus, that means I'm going to lose. I'm not going to be popular. I'm not going to have like cool friends. I can't do all the fun things that everybody else is doing. But actually, what the Lord says, He says to His disciples, He said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is not one who has left house or brothers, sisters, father or mother, or wife, children, or lands for my sake or the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold. When? When will you receive the hundredfold? When? When? Now. 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 Not in heaven. You will receive a hundredfold now. Now in this time, houses and brothers, sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Bonus. Like bonus. So anyone who self-sacrifices for God actually gets rewarded now and then bonus after. So be very advantageous to take away the rocks from your life. Let the word of God search your hearts and take out any of the rocks that are in your life. Whether they be uh, like friends or they be people that take you away. And don't allow the word of God to penetrate into your heart. Take those rocks away. Let's talk about the thorny ground. The thorny ground, what's the difference between the thorny ground and the rocky ground? What's the difference? The thorny ground actually, I would say there was growth. Because the seed went in, and then it planted, and then here came the plant. Ooh, it's growing. There's growth. There was progress. There was things going. But the problem with the thorny ground was that there's also thorns. There were also sins growing. So as someone who is trying to progress in the spirit has a very good heart. Actually, the word of God actually penetrated their heart and actually is giving, like is planting and it's growing and it's building. But then because there's thorns that aren't being dealt with, they eventually, the thorns grow. And actually, what did it do to the plant? It actually killed the plant. And that's actually then at the end you don't see any growth. So the thorny ground, or the thorny ground, someone who experiences little bits of spiritual growth and then falls back into the, into the, and then, and then tries to do a little bit of spiritual, and then, so then there's no spiritual progress, net spiritual, no spiritual progress. Maybe you could say you gain the experiences and that's very valuable. But at the end, no spirit because the, it choked the plant. It choked the plant and killed the plant. I think a good example of this is the judge Samson. Samson. Samson was like the thorny ground. How was he like the thorny ground? Samson had a lot like the problem of lust. 
And he, he liked ungodly women. And so actually his first marriage, he married the, you know, the first Palestine, like Philistine woman that he married. Um, actually at the banquet, he gave a riddle. Do you guys remember the riddle? He said, out of the eater came something to eat and out of the strong came something sweet. And he had this riddle and everyone was trying to answer this riddle and no one could answer. So eventually the, the people of the banquet came and told the wife to, you know, to work on Samson a little bit. And then eventually Samson would spill, would give away the secret to the riddle. And then eventually the woman got the answer and spilled. And then the thing to me that I find very interesting is that you think like Samson should have learned from this experience. He should have learned that I shouldn't keep thorns next to me. Because when I, the thorns, what they do is they end up revealing your secrets. They end up costing you. And you know, they made a wager and Samson lost the wager. And then it's funny, he went and killed like people to get the price of the wager to pay it to the, the people that he lost to. But the idea was that Samson didn't learn, actually. He didn't learn because actually, if you look, he committed the same mistake again with Delilah. Committed the exact same, living in the thorns. And actually God was doing miracles through Samson this whole time. So here's the plant growing, 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 growing. But because he's not dealing with the thorns, he's not trying to take away the thorns. Actually Delilah did the exact same thing that his first wife did. Why didn't Samson learn? Why didn't Samson change? Why didn't Samson say, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to fall in the same mistake. But he never learned and he kept growing with thorns. If you grow with thorns, the thorns will choke. The thorns will choke. You cannot grow with thorns. I think this is the common thing now. We think we can have it both ways. This isn't Burger King. Okay? You could, there's only like one, like, this is one way. One way. There's only one, like, you have to be fully dedicated to the Lord. You can't have thorns in your ground. Let's talk about the good ground. The good ground. What is the good ground? Uh, the good ground is the one who hears the word of God and then it implants in the heart and then starts to make roots. And when it makes roots, then it grows into a big tree. What is the making of roots? Like how does the word of God make roots in someone? The word of God makes roots in someone when they hear the word of God, then they are convinced to change, to make a commitment to the Lord. When you hear the word of God, you hear the word and you make a commitment to change, to progress. Actually, the parable of the rich man that I spoke to you earlier about, when at the end of the parable, it said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have and then and come deny yourself and come and follow me. Actually, those are the same words. That someone else heard and it became a great saint. Who? Saint Anthony. Saint Anthony actually heard the gospel in the church. Right like here, just like all of you. And one word hit his heart, planted. And when it was planted, turned into a big, big tree. Because actually when the word hit his heart, he said, Oh, this word is for me. This word is for me. I need to change. I need to confess. I need to do things differently. I can't keep doing the same, the same things and not progressing and not growing. I need to change. 
That's what the Word of God does. When the Word of God comes into you, it changes you like St. Anthony. Another good example, and I'll end on this example, is the story of Ezra. You guys know the story of Ezra the priest? We studied it uh, in the monastery with some of the, I think the high school girls. Is that Ezra was a priest and a scholar of the law. And one day when he was reading the law, he said, Oh my, we're not following the law. The law is broken. Actually, everyone is marrying outside. Everyone is marrying outside and taking wives from different nations. This is like a catastrophe. So one day he assembled the people and started to read the book of law. And actually, what was the response of the people? What was the response of the people when he started to read the book of the law to them? When the word of God hit their like when the word of God hit their hearts, how did those people respond? They cried out actually. They said they cried out and they 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 confessed their sins and actually said, "Ezra, we'll do whatever you want. We'll do whatever you want." And we're like, "We can't live this way anymore. Take our wives." And actually they gave up their wives. Gave up Yeah, they did. Actually, to the extreme level, they changed. They said, this was a rock and a thorn, let's take it out. They were convinced when the word of God hit them, that they had to make a commitment and change. They couldn't say, okay, now we'll start from today to to do different, and it's okay, we'll live with... No, they said, I have to cut it out. I have to. I can't live this way. The same is true, like, every liturgy, when the priest, when the, the priest, like, is... Like when the gospel is being read and you see the priest praying. He says a beautiful prayer. He says, O you the long-suffering, abundant in mercy and truth. Receive our prayers and supplications upon your holy undefiled altar. And may we we be worthy to hear your holy and divine gospel. And bear fruits a hundred and sixty and thirty fold. Every time the gospel is being read and the priest is praying. That the word of God penetrates your heart. And that you bear fruit a hundred and sixty and thirty fold. I wish we have the word of God penetrating our hearts like the way it penetrated the people when in the time of Ezra and it changed them. And they bore fruits a hundred and sixty and thirty fold. And the, the word of God became a big tree and many people like can nestle in and many people can find community. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Oh,